My name is Mackenzie Twight, and you're listening to the Fly Convention Podcast. Here are your hosts, Daniel Kananen and Adam McCarlson. Welcome to the Fly Convention Podcast. Oh, the Christmas music. It's such a change. I suppose as a li- as those listeners are out there probably thinking, wait a minute, am I, am I listening to the wrong podcast? Where is the da-da-da-da? You know, and all of a sudden now it's Christmas. Special time of the year. Why are you looking at me like that, Adam? Why am I looking at you like this? Yes. Because we're doing a Christmas song to open the, the show. And <laughs> I think just, it's wonderful. You just look happy. You look like a little kid at Christmas morning like... Where's my stocking? Do yeah. you guys do you guys do stockings at home? We do stockings. Yes. Do you do that on Christmas Day morning? Um, we it's it's rarely actually on Christmas Day, and so our schedule is just kind of all over the place. So there's yeah. kind of like somewhere between thanks, it's up again. We find the time that works best for our family. To That's celebrate a wide Christmas. range. It is. I mean, for my wife's side of the family, we do Merry Thanksgiving because that's the only time we all get together. Yes. So actually, our Christmas begins thanks the day after Thanksgiving. Yep. And then we do with my family, Christmas like post New Year's. So ours lasts over the course of three calendar months, if you will. I love that. I don't know. That's a long time, though. It's a, I, I would be a favor, a fan. I have a lot of people who don't like me because of this, but... Um, Let's make Christmas longer. Well, I love okay. it. The Advents, well, especially if you include the Advent season and going into Christmas and like I'm all for making it starting early, going late. So. Are you in like in every every good Lutheran that grew up in the Minnesota area, South Dakota area that you open your Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve? Um, most of the time, yes. That was yes. when we celebrated like with my my dad's yeah. side of the family. Christmas Eve was the was the thing. Yeah. We do in our family a picayula. It's a Finnish word hmm. which means the day, the night, Christmas Eve Eve. Because Christmas Eve was always so crazy trying to get to church, mm-hmm. get everything ready for yep. that. They were like, let's actually enjoy our time together as a family. Yep. So we call it Picayula. Yeah, that makes sense. Usually when we're together with my uh, family for Christmas, which happens most years, um, because my dad is a pastor as well, we always try to do that as well. Avoid avoid the days that there's yeah. uh, churches and he's really busy and things and try to find a better time for our family to do it. So, so there's our introduction. <laughs> Sorry for that. Sorry that you guys had to listen to that banter back and forth. But welcome to the Fly Convention Podcast. My name is Daniel Cannon and I'm your Fly Convention Coordinator. And you've heard my co-host voice, National Youth Director Adam McCarlson, as we've already made mention. And it is December. It is Christmas time. If you're listening to the podcast on a regular basis, if you're not subscribed, you should because you're missing out on lots of, I suppose, great things. Is it is it bad for us to say that our podcast is great? I really hesitate with that. I'm probably self-deprecating but, in most situations. But maybe maybe our podcast is great, not because of you or I, but because of the speakers that we've been having on the podcast. I would uh, subscribe to that. That is great. Um, there you go. It's been a lot of fun, too. Um, I've, I've loved listening to the interviews. That, yes. Um, with our inner, uh, the interviewers that we had, Andrew Neeland and Zofia Ungverzat, um, have been doing a great job interviewing our um, elective speakers. And uh, I'm just excited to continue to go through this. I, I am, too. I mean, we got a, we got a whole year of this coming up here. Mm-hmm. We're just getting going so as we said it is december christmas is coming fast and quick are you ready adam for, are you and your family ready for christmas this year yes so we've already uh, already celebrated one christmas with my wife's side of the family and uh, it's it's just so fun so this is this has been really great we're looking forward to begin going to visit my family my side of the family soon and uh, just been looking forward to this well, most I, of the year i mean we're only we're less than a week away Mm-hmm. that's ridiculous that's you right. better be ready <laughs> 
<laughs> so thinking about Christmas, uh, what is something, you know, thinking about Advent, and we mentioned that in a previous episode, we just, mm-hmm. you talked about that a little bit, you know, for our listeners, for our parents, our ministry leaders, and teens, we think about Advent. What do you, Adam, what do you and your family do for Advent season? Do you guys do a special study? Do, is there something that you help with your family to help point your, your, your children, your wife, yourself, your church, your youth group, whatever, to Jesus during this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, one of the... Um I don't know if a regret is the the right word, but I'm not great at finding those uh, traditions that we do like year after year after year as a family. Um, so there's been a lot of different things over the year and none of them have necessarily stuck. But the, over the past couple of years, what we've tried to do um, is we have gotten a set of Advent candles. And so that's been something that we started last year and uh, the kids are already looking forward to um, as we've been going through uh, this year, uh, lighting our Advent candles, uh, singing Christmas songs together um, and taking time to go through the word and pray. Um, and it's been just a nice a nice change up in our uh, devotions at night that we do uh, often during supper time is the, the, the time that we do those. And it's just been a neat season of the year to do. So I think that this one might be one that we continue on as and a, wait, as a you, tradition you started for our family. Last year, yeah, we started this last year, and then we're continuing it this year too. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, Advent candles, but th- that's th- you know, I think for some of us out there, for parents, you know, it doesn't need to be complex. It doesn't need to be this super big thing. Just organic mm-hmm. family time, reading the word, right? lighting yes. candles is sometimes it's not even sometimes it is enough. Yes, it's just pointing your 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 children to. Mm-hmm. Well, if, uh, if people are out there that are a lot like me, it can be really overwhelming. You have the busyness of life. Um, you know, I'm in seminary and I'm doing work for AFLC Youth Ministries and, and trying to do all of these different things, um, thinking about how do I disciple my own family? How do I lead them and how can I point them to Jesus? Um, sometimes I want it to just happen. And it doesn't work that way, right? We have to be really intentional with it. And so um, it, it, make it something simple, something easy. If you've never done this before and you don't know what to do, find something very simple, but then put it on your calendar. Put it on your to-do list or whatever it is that you use to help organize your life. Um, just make it really simple. We're going to do this on this day as a way to remember and look forward to the coming of Christ, our Savior. My wife does a great job with what you just said, just making it simple. Look, And, and she just literally will Google things, mm-hmm. just like Advent. And so she's done many different varieties. And that's my encouragement to our listeners, too, is it doesn't need to be, um, you know, you do music, you sing songs, you that's light right. candles. Sometimes we have we have coloring Advent pages. I mean, our, or, or some of our older kids are getting old enough where they might not want to color anymore but we've done that in the past just keep it i don't want to say fresh but variety of Mm -hmm. ways of learning i mean side note here like when we put together conference booklets for our retreats that our youth do i'll put connect the dots in there in mazes Mm -hmm. because there's a learning style for those students and teenagers out there that need that doodle and some people ministry leaders go well they can't doodle during worship and Actually, that if they don't, it's actually going to do worse. So some people need to do it. Some people need to learn. So in your Advent studies, you can do a variety of different things. And not just Advent, anything, right? Any family right. devotion, you can have all kinds of different things. Um, and, you know, it, 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 you have those. But there's also the fun parts of just Advent calendars, right? Just mm-hmm. sweet Advent calendars. And our girls this year were like, we're getting Advent calendars, right? And, you know, and it, it's a big thing for for our children, my children to go through it every morning. We're ha- almost there. I mean, a lot of it is open and, and ready to go. We always do a Lego. Uh, Advent Advent Maybe I shouldn't have said Lego because now we're going to get struck and copyrighted by that. Uh, building blocks. 
<laughs> I too have experienced the building block advent calendars, Daniel. So I know exactly what you're talking I about. And our kids, I said those. ego. Actually, I probably shouldn't say ego either because that would that would that do would. egos still exist? Yeah, really? Yeah, but our 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 kids at my uh, my uh, my children. I keep saying my kids. I want to make sure my children they go through ego phases. Like all of a sudden they want egos for like a month, and then so we buy them when they're on sale. And then all of a sudden they're like, "No, we're done." And then we got this freezer full of egos. And the I just always remember, like a kid as a kid growing up, the commercials, the Lego my ego, yeah. you know, thing sort of yeah. a thing. But I haven't seen one of those. Do you have a year particular? So when the last time you had an ego? Decades. Maybe after the show, we should go with some egos. Egos. I love blueberry. The blueberry. Hmm. Although my wife at home, she's learned she mills her own wheat now, so she's yep. probably making homemade waffles. I love that. That sounds us, delicious. Waffles. I really want breakfast food now, Daniel. This is what the this Fly Convention great. podcast is about. It's helping our listeners with their hunger issues. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep moving us on. On behalf of AFLC Youth Ministries, um, one event that we put on every year um, as a way to encourage our congregations and those specifically who are serving our teens, who are working with our youth groups, our youth workers, uh, volunteers, it's paid, whatever that happens to be, if a, if a pastor's involved with that or parents, whomever is interested, uh, we put on a retreat, an event for those leaders that they might have opportunities to be equipped, but also to be refreshed and to renew. So it's called Youth Worker Weekends. Um, it's coming up in January, and I wanted to mention it today because the, the best rate deadline is tomorrow. Now, this is assuming you're listening to this on December 19th, the day that this is being released. Uh, the deadline is December 20th. Now, if you're listening to this after December 20th, know that we would still love to have you come. I'd love to have you be part of Youth Worker Weekends, and you can still come. It just means you missed the best rate deadline. I'm but glad you used dates, because I'm sure somebody will be like, well, on the podcast, you said it was the next day. Why well, listen to the podcast yeah, last night? And it, you know, then... Our AFLC receptionists would probably be getting phone calls from from people. So that would not, yeah. But it's it's a wonderful time. I love getting to pour into the people who are, um, I'll say, in in our congregations, serving our teens, right? Um, building them up, equipping them, um, proclaiming the gospel to them, pointing them to Christ, uh, welcoming them into the body of believers in the congregation. So, so a beautiful private conversation between me and you. Mm-hmm. Are you kind of nervous that this is your first Youth Worker Weekends as a National Youth Director? Or do you feel like, no, this isn't be good? Um, I hadn't thought about this until right now. So thank you, Daniel. <laughs> well, we're less than a month away, so you better figure it out. Yes, that's a good point. Because we're all watching and judging. That's a great point. We're all taking notes. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> On today's podcast, uh, we are going to be hearing Andrew Neal, and he's going to be interviewing Pastor Andy Coyle. Uh, he's going to be talking about church, what it is, where God meets you, what is God inviting you to be a part of. Andy, uh, Pastor Andy Coyle is part of, the, he's the home missions director of the AFLC. He also pastor, pastors a church out in Rapid City, South Dakota, um, and he is, I've known him for a long time. I've known him since, first time I met him, he's, he was just a uh, what do they call them? Junior at at the Bible school that no longer exists. It's the Bible college now, mm-hmm. right? So don't strike me there, Bible collegers. Anyway, he is a, a, a great, wonderful friend of the Fly Convention. He's spoken on the stage at the evening session, but we're going to hear him talk about church. And he also, um, as Home Missions Director, they have started a podcast themselves, and we want to give them a, a quick plug here for the Lutheran Church Planter, and it is Pastor Andy Coyle, along with Pastor Matt Bauman, and they have been talking through different topics. I think it's worth your time to take a look at. Short episodes, kind of like what we do, uh, aim for that 30-minute. Um, some of the episodes here, the first one I see was why plant uh, the gospel, why plant church, why plant fruit, uh, being fruitful. So there's great topics that would also be beneficial, not just if you're a home mission church, but just 
for you parents as well and ministry leaders, these podcasts, whether it's the Fly Convention Podcast or the Lutheran Church Planter, we're, we're here to help you guys as as listeners. And so this is just another tool that we want to point out for you guys. Yeah, and I want to echo what you mentioned about that. Um, I know that his job with Home Missions is planting churches, but the same principles that apply to a church that is just going to be started apply to churches that have been there for 125 years, like some of those congregations within our AFLC, right? Um, it's the same sorts of things that are, are going to be effective for a church that is just starting that will also be effective for these churches that have been around for a long time. And so I encourage you. So even if you're not thinking, I don't really call it a church planting, but if you are a pastor or a church leader or a member of a congregation and you're thinking, what can we be doing to be a healthy congregation that is um, is thriving, is teaching people, passing on the faith, um, I think you should check out this podcast. Absolutely. Well, well the, the link for their podcast is in the show notes of this episode, so make sure you do that. But before we get to the interview, question for you, Adam. As Andy's Pastor Andy's going to talk about church for you, Adam. As you were growing up in church, what is something you didn't understand then, but now you know that would have changed the way that you see or understand church to be? Let me ask that again because it's it's a mouthful here. Thinking back to when you were a child in church growing up, how what you know now would change the way that you understand church? And affect you even to this day. How mm-hmm. would you answer that, Adam? Yeah, for for me, I remember um, my idea of what church was and what a worship service was um, was all about uh, what I had to offer to God. It was something where it was like I'm coming to sing songs, to to praise Him, to confess my sin, to confess my faith, all of these things that I was doing for Him. Um, and when I continue to learn and to grow and uh, learn what we believe is specifically as Lutherans as well about what worship is and what the worship service is, that actually the primary actor in our worship services isn't me, it's God. He is the one who has invited us to come here because He promises to meet us here to work in our lives through his means of grace, through the word and through the sacraments. Um, so we we do have elements where we are singing our, our, our praises to the Lord. We are praying to him. We are confessing our sins. But that beautiful promise that we see of what is church, what is a worship service for, an opportunity for God to come to us, to proclaim his word to us, uh, that we might receive uh, all that he wants to offer to us. And that's uh, been revolutionary for me. And um, it's life-giving. Uh, when I when a desire to go now, um, it's because it's like I have all these needs, and God has promised to meet me there and fulfill those needs. Yeah, it's very similar to what you said. Mine was is in the way that I would I would I wish I would have known that church wasn't about performance. Mm-hmm. Very much what you just said, and and not performance like on stage, but performance in my behavior as a as a child, as a little child to a teenager to uh, even the mid twenties, you know, and up. That the church is not about our performance. It's not about how we behave. Church is about a, a, the God that we serve, and so be part of it. And I think that would have—I don't know how it would have changed me back then. I don't know. I don't know that as a ten, twelve-year-old, I would have even understood that. However, I think it could—it does change me as an adult and as a parent as I interact with my own children and other children in our church to help reiterate that it's not a performance. God does not look at you and judge you based on whether you sing or not. God does not judge you on how active you are in your church. God does not judge. If, if a kid puts a hole in the wall, guess what? No big deal. If a deacon or an elder puts a hole in the wall, guess what? No big deal. I remember once our elders and our deacons were like, they were worried that our, our tunes were putting holes in the walls. I said, well, if they do, they do. Guess who put the hole in the wall like the next month? It was the deacons. <laughs> they were moving a piano and they put a hole in the wall. And I just was like, I didn't say anything. I just like, 
Yeah, that's right. That's Anyhow, right. you know, it, it's not about performance. It's about, I love what you said. It's about a savior. It's about the main character, uh, Jesus Christ. So as we think about church, we're going to go to the interview now with Andy Coyle. He did such a great job with Andrew talking about uh, church and what that means. And we'll see you on the other side of the interview. The following interview was recorded live at the 2023 Fly Convention. I am here today with Andy Coyle. Andy, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Why don't you tell the people where you're from, or who you are, where you're from, what you're up to these days. Yeah. Well, I serve uh, Shiloh out in Rapid City, South Dakota. It's a church plant, although it's not so much of a plant anymore, a few years old. And um, that's gone well. It's been a blessing to be out there in the Black Hills. And as of this last year, stepped into a national director for AFLC Home Missions. So church planning, trying to figure all that out. So I'm kind of wearing two hats and um, yeah. working through those things, and it's, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. You're speaking in an elective at Fly this week. What's your topic? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's just about the church, really, okay. and why, why it's important to belong into a church and really just kind of creating a case to help the students understand the beauty of the church. Like, what, what is God's design behind it? Why is this something that they should long for? Um, yeah, obviously, <laughs> there's a lot of different views of the church and oftentimes very unhealthy ones mm. and and so that seeps into our culture it seeps into our churches without us even being aware of it and we lose sight of really what is what is this this is something beautiful that god has given us mm. a gift and so just trying to create a case for the beauty of the congregation yeah. and why why it's god's gift for them mm. so. so when we think of church we should think of something else than just a building uh, yeah, I mean, certainly we, it can yeah. include a building, sure. but I mean, we think of a, we think of a public gathering of the saints, right? And, and that can look in a lot of different uh, frameworks. We, we didn't actually get to it today, but kind of just you know, just looking at the Old Testament model, temple worship, you know, all the different components of that, New Testament, and just yeah, there's a lot of aspects to that, and, yeah. and certainly it's can be around a building, but it can be in a lot of places. But certainly, mm-hmm. it's a public gathering of the saints, the word and sacraments, all that good stuff. Mm. Yeah. What. So, what does happen in a church gathering? Yeah, public gathering, the saints. So, there's a there's a four arrows that I was kind of describing in my my okay. session, and it's not a it's not mine. It's, I've seen it in Lutheran circles, I've seen it in Anglican circles, I've seen it in different circles, but just helping us understand like what happens, like and mm-hmm. to see, and the, the first aspect is the encounter. Okay, it's like an arrow down, right? Where we we don't we don't go to church to perform for God. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't go to church. To show God how much we love Him, you know. But the first thing is we go. God gathers us, and He comes and serves us, and He ministers to us, mm-hmm. and, and and that that's a huge thing. This completely radically shifts our view of the purpose of why we go to church. Instead of trying to get ourselves all worked up to express mm-hmm. ourselves and to show God and perform for Him, right? Now we go as weary beggars, and He He gathers us and He ministers to us mm-hmm. through His Word and table and other things. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just really starting with that arrow down, which then creates the arrow back up. Right mm. of expression, sure. we 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 then express that faith in many ways, right through the scriptures. You look at all the psalms, lament and confession, prayer, praise, adoration, all yeah. that stuff. But it's always in response to the encounter of God. One thing we looked at was uh, Isaiah six, right? That encounter with Him. I saw the Lord. Mm-hmm. That encounter, and what's that create? What was me, right? I'm a sinner. I'm a right. man. And uh, so that that direct encounter, this transcendent encounter of God is the primary thing, right? Yeah. And then, and then we see ourselves through that to respond and express that. Yeah. And then, and then that, the third thing that we talked about was 
I suppose an arrow is like kind of an arrow back in its formation. Okay. You can say education. Some, sometimes lists are education, sometimes formation. But the idea of, of that ongoing formative aspect of the local body of Christ. Yeah. Where all the different components. Um, one of my, my coach, Dan, Dr. Dan Alger, says the, the worship service is the number one discipleship tool mm-hmm. that we have. And all the different components through that is all forming us in the faith. Sure. And um, building and equipping. Yeah. Okay. Encouraging us, challenging us. Yeah. And um, and then finally, then the, the the fourth one is evangelism. Out. Arrows, yeah. Arrows out. And, yeah. But even but even seeing the service, the church itself, as evangelistic by mm-hmm. its nature, right? Sure. Yeah. And not designing it for unbelievers, but welcoming people into that mm-hmm. transcendent. I was thinking about like Pentecost, right? This amazing yeah. transcendent experience, encounter with God, and everybody's looking at what's going on, right? Yeah. And Peter gets to preach, and so just helping them kind of think through, you know, down, up, in, out. Yeah. And um, all this amazing thing that God has built for us. This all happens so. in a regular worship yeah. service. It's like this is what's happening in your church right now. Yeah. You might God. not see it, you might not understand it, or yeah. or you might forget it, but this is the beauty of it, the simplistic beauty of mm-hmm. it, and yet it's just this transcendent gift. Yeah. Well, what would you say to somebody who uh, maybe thinks that they can, they don't need a church, they don't need to belong to a church, they can do Christianity on their own, in isolation, no. uh, apart from the church body? Yeah, so we talked about that, and one of the illustrations I gave was of actually my son getting his trombone and uh, started a band, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's playing this music, and it's awful. It is just, <laughs> anytime we get a new instrument, right? Yeah. But he's excited, he's, oh, I want to be a good trombone player, but he's trying to play by himself. And he's got all this excitement and energy, mm-hmm. but what does he need? Well, he needs training. He needs, he needs a teacher. He needs a community. He needs practice. He needs discipline. He needs encouragement. He needs all these other things. He needs a band. Yeah. And he needs a band teacher. Um, and so we're kind of relating that to the idea of solo Christianity, which, mm-hmm. y- you know, it's like cannot exist in isolation because whatever d- joy and desire you might have, eventually... Just like if you try to continue playing an instrument, eventually you're going to get tired of it because you stink. Yeah. You're not getting better. And you need that community. Mm. Same with you know this idea of formative aspect of being in the body of Christ. And so it's like the Bible doesn't know anything about solo Christianity. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It's all communi- community. Mm. And the people of God have always been designed to gather. As ugly as that is sometimes and as we fight in the sin of man and everything, yeah. it's still this beautiful thing that God puts us together. The way that it was designed to be, yeah, it was designed right. to function that way. Right, all its warts and all its blessings, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So the other hat you wear is home missions, right, director. How does that relate to this conversation? What do you get to do with that hat on? Yeah, well, it, it just flows directly out of our understanding of the church, right? Yeah, you know. So when we think about missions, we don't we don't have missions as a separate thing where we think, okay, the goal is to reach people, so then we're just gonna kind of reverse engineer all of our methods to fit that. Now yeah. we start with the church. Yeah. Like this, what is God's design? This God's design is to build this amazing gift, you know, to and have that encounter with people, to form mm-hmm. them, to shape them. And, and if that's our view of the church, well, why wouldn't we want to plant as many of those as we can? Mm-hmm. And so it flows, our missiology flows out of that ecclesiology. And so um, within home missions, obviously our goal is to plant churches, yeah. plant those places where God encounters people, where they then can respond in prayer and praise and confession. So. Yeah. It flows naturally. It's, yeah. very, it's actually very simple. <laughs> yeah, praise God for that. The church, mm-hmm. we, we love the church. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. 
Our thanks to Pastor Andy Coyle for visiting with Andrew Neeland about church. What a great interview that was, Adam. I really appreciated that. One thing I appreciated about what Andy said when he talked about his son who's learning to play the trombone. I love that. Andy spoke of the training, leading, and other members of the band that is needed to to help his not just make it sound better, but I loved how he said to help his son improve his trombone playing. You know, with that, without that, without his son playing the trombone, and without the training, without the equipping of that instrument. And apart from the instrument, it, and apart from the other instruments, it then lacks purpose and substance. And I appreciate that same view of the church that we need each other. We need to be involved with each other. By ourselves, it doesn't. It can get frustrating. We want to give up, but we need. We personally, each of us, needs training and equipping in our faith. But then we also need to lean in and lean on the other members of the congregation, other people of the church, because in that we find our sense of community. And in that we receive the training and equipping we need to live as Christians. And that's that disciple-making process that we all need. And I love the way that uh, Pastor Andy described that. It's, It's the starting point for where our faith will be built you know, the challenge, I think, for us as listeners uh, to this is thinking about how we is, uh, can help uh, students and other adults in our congregation have that same view and see that they're part of the larger picture and walk alongside with them. Uh, and I think, when we speak to you ministry leaders, it's not your job to, to tell somebody how to swim. It's your job to get in the water and show them. Mm-hmm. It's your job to walk with them and be a part of that and be okay for failure. Be okay with, with failure. I'm sorry. Be okay with those moments where it doesn't go as, as you thought it would be. Going back to earlier, you know, it's not about your performance and your performance um, doesn't need to be perfect. But the fact that you go out and do it and be part of the church, learn. I mean, somebody's not going to pick up a trombone and just go, oh, I got it and sound perfect. It ain't going to happen. It's going to take Time and the same approach with church as believers. It's going to take time for us to develop. And I appreciated that very much about what Andy said mm-hmm. in his in his interview. Yeah, I love that, Daniel. I know one of the things that uh, really stood out to me. I think he was quoting his coach. He talked about his coach uh, having a, a quote about our worship services, and I said that the the church's worship service is the number one discipleship tool that we have to form us in the faith. The number one discipleship tool that we have to form us in the faith is the church's worship service. Um, and um, I think that perspective is really good and can be really helpful. And it should be a call to us as the church as well. You know, if this is, um, if our worship service, if we view this as the number one discipleship tool for passing on the faith to our teens and raising up our children into the faith and what we believe and how we practice, um, then we better be, be making sure that this place is for them too. Um, when they come on a Sunday morning to our worship service and all generations are gathered together for this time uh, to be with one another in the word, um, that it's for them, uh, that we include them, uh, making it a welcoming place that they, they feel, they'll feel welcome and they feel comfortable. Um, it doesn't mean that we always have to just change everything uh, to pamper to a certain generation or something like that, right? We can still and should still keep our identity and who we are as a congregation and keep that. But what can we do to make it accessible to them, to make sure that this is a place they can come and they can learn, they can see what this is all about, and that we, as the older generation, we can paint that picture for them of this beauty of this encounter with God here in the congregation. It's almost like we say, hey, you're going to play trombone? Well, you got to wait till you're confirmed to, to really learn how to play. You just struggle on your own. And then when you're when you confirm, then we'll teach you. Mm-hmm. Start by that now. by that time, they they probably don't want to play the trombone anymore. That's right. So uh, we we've got to get go. Uh, I don't want to say like go after them, but what you said, they're a part of it. Mm-hmm. From the littlest child to the oldest adult, everyone's a part of the congregation. They're mm-hmm. part of the church. They're part of the community. It's the body. Mm-hmm. 
of Christ. And I think too many times as ministry leaders, we focus just on the the, the hands and the feet, the important parts, and we forget the belly. Yes. We forget the thighs and different things that are important. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling teens and children's belly and thighs, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's the whole body of Christ, and I think that that Andy did a great job. So I look forward to next week when we get to hear the elective. Or if you want, how, Adam, if they wanted to hear his elective right now, is there a way that they could do that? Absolutely. So yes, Daniel was alluding to the idea that you can wait. Uh, we'll release the actual elective that he uh, shared at the Fly Convention 2023 this past summer. Um, we'll we'll air that here on our podcast. You can wait uh, a week from today um, on um, whatever, t- uh, next Tuesday. You can hear this. Um, and, the day uh, after Christmas. Yes, a, a great opportunity for you. Um, or you're... What is the day after Christmas like dark gray shopping day? Is that a Black Friday? I don't know. <laughs> There's got to be something. What sales today? Sorry, I interrupted you. You continue. So I'm going to go have a cup of coffee. But if you don't want to wait uh, for us to release it and you're like, I want to go listen to this now, you can head over to the two places uh, would be the AFLC Youth Ministry app. You can find that in uh, the Apple App Store and on Android, all the places that you can find apps, uh, the AFLC Youth Ministry app. Um, and you can navigate through to find the electives and you can listen to this elective from Andy Coyle on church. A great opportunity there. Um, or you can go to the Fly Convention podcast, or excuse me, the website, uh, Fly Convention dot org um, and you can find the elective rec- elective recordings there as well or if you're lazy like some other people out there and just want to wait till next week you know, the podcast it'll come out and just make sure you subscribe what you do is hit a subscribe button and you guys heard it here daniel canaan and called me lazy I because not, i am going to wait until next no, week no i didn't look a distraction what 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 in the next episode we are going to hear from pastor jason goodham and he is going to be talking about truth he's got incredible content for us to share with us so look forward to that uh, next week as we get ready for the new year um actually wait two weeks from now we will be in the new year won't we yes i'm trying to do math in my head oh my word which so, is difficult for me. well if you need to take time you know slide builder. do they make slide builders? i don't know mm. i haven't seen one i bet you can find one on amazon anyhow oh another oh we're gonna get struck so many times here <laughs> until then until that interview with with Pastor Jason going to know that we as the Fly Committee, as an AFL's Youth Ministries, we are praying for you, your congregation, parents, and students as you end this year of 2023 and look forward to 2024. Until then, God bless. This has been a production of the Fly Convention. 